DJ and PK, time now to talk with Jeff Ferrato. Covers the Cal Bears, co-publisher of the Cal Sports Report. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Jeff, good morning. Hey, how you guys doing out there? Oh, we're, we're doing well. We can't complain. How are you doing? Um, hanging in there. It's uh, strange times, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, we're all good. So Cal is coming off one of the most unusual seasons I think I've ever seen. Eight and five overall, four and five in conference play, and it really just came down to do you have the starting quarterback or not? I mean, we can analyze everything else to death, but if Chase Garber started and played the game, Cal was great, and if he didn't, it was terrible. Well, and, and you guys out there in, in Salt Lake saw the, the greatest example of that uh, when Cal went out there to play Utah and just got annihilated 35 to nothing. They didn't have Garbers for that game. Uh, he had a broken collarbone that missed some time with, and then he had a concussion. He missed a little bit more time. Um, when he plays more than half the game the last two years, they're 13-2. and two. Uh, They're pretty good when he's available. Um, and... Um, not so good at all when he's not. Um, they had some other injury problems, but he's really the key. You're right. So um, if they can keep him upright, keep him healthy, um, they feel like offensively they should be you know, quite a bit better than they've been. So then that leads us to the defense. Uh, all defensive linemen, I think uh, uh, three of them, the starters, and there was other guys who played, but uh, basically the starters were seniors. Uh, a couple of guys in the defensive backfield. Cal has been great at putting defensive backs in the NFL. And then you got the guy who made like 500 tackles a year, uh, Mr. Evan Weaver at linebacker. And I think he went to the Cardinals maybe in the sixth round, was it? But uh, So they're losing a fair amount on defense. How's that going to be? Well, they're losing be? a little bit less than you think. Um, on the defensive line, uh, Luke Paquette, the end, and Zionde Johnson, um, the defensive tackle. Both were seniors, but both were granted six years of eligibility because of past injuries. So their defensive line returns intact. The other one is Brett Johnson, the nose guard, who was forced to play a lot as a true freshman last year, and they're pretty excited about him. He played fairly well. Um, You're right, they lose three high-profile guys. They lose two defensive backs, Ashton Davis, Jalen Hawkins, and they lose Weaver. All three were drafted. Um, Ashton Davis went in the third round. Um, you know, you're not going to replace Weaver's production because he had 182 tackles last year and 150-something the year before. But that's all they've lost on defense. They've got, you know, seven or eight starters back, I think, there. Um, they feel like they've got some other guys to move around in the secondary. Uh, they're taking um, Elijah Hicks, one of their corners, and moving him to safety to give him some experience there. And then they've got Cam Bynum, um, who's a pretty good corner, He'll be back. Um, so defensively, you know, they're not bad. Uh, uh, Coyne Ding, who was the other inside linebacker, had well over 100 tackles last year. He returns. And Cameron Good, an outside linebacker, who's, is very fast. Um, had a couple, he's had pick sixes a couple of times in his career. Um, he stayed healthy all last year, and, and he is back. Um, I think defensively they're solid. They, probably, they lost the headliners, but, but they're going to be pretty decent there. 
We're talking Cal football right now with uh, Jeff Ferrato, covers the uh, Cal Bears. You know, I think for keeping Garbers healthy, and I'm probably oversimplifying this, but watching the games, they got to run him less. It seems like he runs off tackle. He's got decent speed, not great, but decent. And he gets there, and the linebacker hits him, flops on him. And you're like, oh, here we go again. He's out again. Are they going to keep running him, or are we going to see a change in philosophy where they, they try to protect him a little bit and let the running backs do the running? Well, they've got a new offensive coordinator uh, this year in Bill Musgrave, who's got a NFL background. Um, I, I think that they will continue to run him because that's one of the things he provides them. He's a, he's a very good athlete. He's, he's pretty fast. Um, but I also think they've uh, stressed to him the importance of getting down when he's about to get hit. You know, slide. Don't take the hit. Don't try to get the extra two yards. Um, and I think that has sunk in. I think he gets that. Um, I expect he would run a little less than he did, but they're not going to take that away from him, and they're not going to take that away from their offense. Um, but that's one of the reasons he's effective. In the last three games last year, he, he threw the ball really well, but he also had a running touchdown in each game. In fact, uh, they beat Stanford the first time in 10 years, and they won the game on a 18- or 19-yard scramble for a touchdown that he ran. Um, so... That's one of his weapons. It's an asset for them, and they're going to use that. Uh, they're just going to try to keep him upright in the pocket when, when he's dropping back to pass, um, and they're going to encourage him to slide at all costs when he's uh, scrambling out and trying to run. So in addition to Musgrave as the offensive coordinator, the Bears have got a new offensive line coach. they got a new running back coach. Uh, Yates comes over from Arizona, defensive backs coach. So you got a total, I think it's a four new full-time assistants. And without spring ball, how much is that hurting them? Well, you know, it's interesting because we talked to uh, Garbers about, uh, you know, you, you think with a new offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach, um, you know, the language is different. Um, they're doing some different things. Um, but Garber said, you know, they had four practices, and he said that uh, he figured it out pretty quickly. He feels comfortable with it already. Um, but you're right. You know, every team, you know, missed some or all of their spring practice. And um, for teams that change coaches, and they have four new ones, as you said, um, I think there's a, a period of, of transition. Uh, the biggest loss, uh, you know, in that group is probably Gerald Alexander, the defensive backs coach. We did a spectacular job for them, and he went to the NFL. Um, so they liked him, obviously. Um, you know, they did great with the offensive line coach. Uh, for the, You know, he's coached the O-line in college for 30-something years. He just retired. So, um, And then Bo Baldwin became the head coach at uh, Cal Poly and took the running backs coach with him as his offensive coordinator. And, the ball was under some pressure. Um, it, it, he was probably beating the, the posse out of town a little bit because uh, people were not happy with what their offense was doing. So that's probably going to be helpful to Cal. And, and I think that Garbers is embracing what, what they're going to get um, with uh, Musgrave in place. Um, and, you know, they're going to have however much time they're going to have to prepare whenever that starts. And um, we'll see. But he seemed comfortable and he seemed to be um, – getting the grasp on the offense, and now they just got to get on the practice field at some point and, and try to work on it. I was really stunned last year by how small the crowds were at UCLA and Stanford home games. I mean, there are 12,000 people in the stands. It was unbelievable. 
Cal doesn't have that issue, but I think there are definitely issues, and they're not drawing like they were five or ten years ago. And I think there's an argument to be made. It's a really academic campus. It's really hard to get there. Maybe there isn't that much interest in football there the way there is other places. But I think a lot of that's been true for 20, 30, 40 years, so that makes the last ten different. And this isn't a school that's had a lot of success. You can't say they're not winning the way they used to because they haven't been to the Rose Bowl since 59. So what is going on the last, you know, 10 years or so as attendance there slumps, although not as badly as some other Pac-12 schools? Well, um, I'm not sure. You, you made a reference to home game against Stanford. Are you talking about Cal's home game against I'm talking Stanford? about Cal. And, and it's not, yeah, they're not okay. taking the hit Stanford. at Stanford last year, not at home No, I'm talking Stanford. just, ran, I'm talking the Cal oh, games over the I course gotcha. of six games. They're, yeah. they're taking a hit, not what Stanford's taking at their six home games. The Cal crowd looks better than that, but it still doesn't look yeah. like it looked to me in 2005. Well, I mean, when Tedford had a rolling and they went to bowl games seven years in a row and they had Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lynch and Deshaun Jackson and you know, they were pretty good. Um, and, and there was a lot of interest at that point. Um, and then they got pretty bad. Um, and, uh, you know, Sonny Dykes was there for four years and he had one good year and they couldn't stop anybody defensively at all. Um, and people were frustrated with that. But I think one of the other things that's happened is that, uh, is that during this last 10 years is when sort of the scheduling has changed and they play a lot more night games in the Pac-12 now. I don't think... Uh, all fans are enamored with that. They may love it in the Southeastern Conference, but I know Cal fans haven't embraced that. It's like you said, it's not an easy place to get to because it's there's not a lot of parking there. So you've got to take public transportation. You can take BART, and then you've got to take a shuttle bus that takes you up to the stadium. And if you're, you know, if you're an older fan and they got a lot of older older alums and fans, and, and the game ends at 11:20 or 11:40, and now you got to go down there and wait for the shuttle bus to take you to BART or take you to your car. You're not getting home until 1 in the morning. And I think a lot of people, especially when the team was not very good, you know, said, hey, they're, they're scheduling these games at night. They're telling me to watch them on TV, so I'm going to do that. And that's hurt them, I think. I also, though, think that if they get good, if they improve, I think people will come. Um, the Bay Area is a place where there's a lot to do typically not anything to do right now, but, um, and you know, they fans come out to events when there's, when there's something to see, um, uh, because if there's not, there's something else to do. Um, if they get good and they stay good, I think they'll bring fans back, but it's not going to be a place where they ever get 60,000 average, you know, but, um, they need to do better. That's for sure. So reading up on what Musgrave is going to do, I understand that he's going to put in a fullback. Is that something that is part of a new offense that he's looking to incorporate? Well, they did They did introduce that in spring, but like we said, they only had four practices. Right. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be an every down thing. I think they want to have that as part of their package. I think they want to have – they played a lot of double tight ends last year. I think they'll do that at times. Um, I think they're going to, trying to do a lot of different stuff to become real multiple. Um, uh, it's, it's going to be a little bit different offensively. Um, you know, Musgrave is kind of comes from more of a West Coast offense kind of background, and I, I think you'll see a lot more of that. I think you'll see a fullback at times, but I don't expect that to be more than six or eight or ten plays a game perhaps. Um, but we haven't seen enough even in practice to know really what they're doing. But it will be there will be a fullback at times. There's no question. 
So as we do the spring tour and we talk to people at different schools, we've talked to people, obviously, you know, Colorado and Washington have coaching changes. And especially at Colorado, uh, they're talking about, man, there's so much heavy lifting to be done there. And now you get a new coach and no spring ball. And that's really going to set this season back. With an offensive coaching staff that's new this way, do you think it's that big a hit, or do you think it can be overcome and then capitalize on Garbers, his talent, his experience, and get the new system in in time to have a, a good year, assuming the season goes off on time? Yeah, well, of course, that's the big variable that no one can predict. But, no, I think offensively they, they're going to be better than they've been for sure. And I think even with the coaching changes, I think I, I think when they, they bring in Musgrave, I think that's an improvement. They've got every starter – who, who, every player who started in the Red Box Bowl victory over Illinois is back. Um, that included one guy who didn't start all the time, but basically all 11 guys from that game are returning. Um, they averaged 27 points a game in the last five games of the year last year after averaging 17 points a game the first eight, including <clears throat> excuse me, including that shutout loss at, at Utah. So they, they gradually got healthy. They started to figure things out. Um, and, it, and it wasn't just um, Garbers love got healthy. It was uh, the running back as well got healthy. You know, um, he was not um, Christopher Brown Jr. was banged up much of the season, and then the last part of the season he had a couple of hundred yard games, so that gave him some some balance offensively that was important to them. I think you know you look at around the Pac-12 and almost everybody lost a quarterback. A lot of teams did. Um, Cal's got a quarterback returning who's been pretty effective when he's able to be on the field. So I think that gives them an edge. They've got a lot of experience. Their offensive line is back. It needs to be better. But they lost two, two would-be starters in the first week of the season last year, two guys who would have started. They're both back as well. So basically they got seven guys back who either started or would have last year. Um, you know, they gave up way too many sacks last year. But if they can get that figured out, and, and be competent on the offensive line, I think offensively they can be pretty good. Not 40 points a game good, but maybe 30 points a game good. So I think they only lose 12 seniors or so. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I read that. That was the number, 12 seniors off the 2019 roster. Wilcox has been there now for a few years, so can I argue that this is his best team that he's had since he's been there? Oh, I think it definitely has a chance to be. They, you know, they were eight and five last year, but they were four and five in the conference. They believe they can, you know, they can. I believe they can win eight or nine or ten games in the regular season. The schedule is pretty favorable. They got uh, the North rivals that they're going to have to compete with: Washington, Oregon, Stanford, all at home. Those are home games that will help them. Uh, I think you look at them and you go. That's between them and Washington for second place in the North. Um, Stanford's still got some issues. Um, I think they're going to be better than some people think, but they got a ways to go. Um, I think, you know, Cal could conceivably be the second best team behind Oregon in the North. Um, they've also got Utah at home, and Utah's got a lot to replace. Um, and, you know, the, the Cal-Utah game last year was hardly a, a fair matchup. Cal went in there with its third-string quarterback, a true freshman who'd never played. And he was, you know, he got knocked around pretty good. Um, and so, you know, they've, they've got an opportunity to, to win some games because their home schedule is going to help them. Jeff, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on and, and talking Cal football. It could be a really exciting season or 
Could be a massive disappointment. I think you can say that about a lot of teams, but it seems really true of Cal. They'll be a fun team to watch whenever we get to. Yeah, start well, let's hope football. we have a season. So, right. uh, yeah. you guys stay safe out there.